Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Let's keep us singing for an hour. I love it. We'll never apologize for what God's doing in the room. How many know he's the reason we're here? Come on. He's the reason we're here. I want to look at, we're, we're in the series, Better Over Busy, and I pray that this series has encouraged and given you steps and tools to really step into that life of being better. Not just busy as culture screams, but that we become better in how we pursue what God has called us to do. How many are wanting to be right in the middle of God's perfect will for your life? Come on, and how many know that can look different in every season? Sometimes the season's going to be mountain highs, and you're like, yeah, this feels so good. And then sometimes you can be in the valley saying, Lord, where are you? But even in the midst of busy and chaos, we can choose to live a life that's better. We can choose to have perspective and see God in the midst. And so I want to kind of close our series today in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Would you read with me? says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Everybody say, as well. <laughs> How many are thankful that God is a God of both and? Come on, somebody. God is a God of what you need and then some. God is a God who sees your desires of your heart, and he touches that space as well. How many are so grateful that we serve a good God? We serve a good God. I want to look here because I think the first part of verse number 32 is so uh, I'm sorry, verse 33, is so powerful, but it's two words that will absolutely change our lives if we lean in and ask the right questions. Are you ready for it? Verse 33 starts off with this, seek first. Come on, write that down, highlight it in your Bible. I know there's more to the scripture, but I think these two words could transform the way you pursue in your life. The way you pursue God, the way you pursue your work, the way you pursue your significant other, the way you pursue relationships and friendships, the way you pursue what God is calling you to do in that secret space where he's like giving you his heart and downloading you his plan is seek first. What do you seek first? Isn't that a powerful question to ask yourself? The Spirit asked me this as I was reading this scripture, and I've read this scripture for years. I mean, this was one that my grandma put on every birthday card that she sent me. It was always Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. I mean, I, I've had this in my spirit for so long, but yet the Spirit asked this new question. He said, what do you seek first? Because Elijah, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'll just bring into my little conversation I had with God. 
because I love Jesus so much, and I love the Holy Spirit, and I love when he converses. I love those moments when you have impressions in your heart. You're like, oh, man, oh, snap. He's bringing me to the table again. He's bringing me to process with him. He's bringing me to the place where I'm challenging what I know, challenging how I'm going after him. And I love that space because I understand this. The Heavenly Father always has my best interest in mind. Can I remind you of that? That the Lord always has your best interest in mind. And therefore, when you process with him, it's a safe place to go crazy. It's a safe place to not know. It's a safe place, like we talked in the series prior to the Great Collide, where you're holding humanity and you're holding eternity. You're holding the disappointment and you're holding the hope. You're holding faith, but yet you're still holding that failure that you felt. And this is the perfect space. And he said, Elijah, what do you seek first? Oh, I had to dive in and say there are a lot of things that I seek. There are a lot of things I'm going after. I mean, I'm going after being a good husband going after being a good dad. I'm going, I'm going after being a good pastor and a good leader. I'm going after being a good creative. I'm going after pursuing what God is putting in my spirit. And all of that I'm bringing to the table. I'm like, God, listen, look, these are all the things that I'm seeking. It's your kingdom. It's Elijah, but what are you seeking first? It's your first love. It's the first priority it's the thing you think about first. It's the thing that when, when you're thinking about life and going out, it's the thing that you think first. And so I'd ask you that question today, just as we kind of go through this of like, what do you seek first? And today I want to talk about the power of values. The power of values, because I think this is one thing that has been overlooked in recent Moments. I think there's been a time where values were like super high on the rector scale, but it seems that as I was studying values and all, it seems that a lot of the importance of values have been a little minored and muted. And the thing of living through these core values in your life has been a thing of almost the past, of saying that was, but now you flow and fluid and you don't be caught up. But I want to talk today about the power of values. Because I believe there's so much power when you have values that steer you. The steer you're seeking. They steer your productivity. They steer your energy. And when you have these values in place, I believe it can give you a, a new perspective on what is better in your life. Giving you better energy. Better love. Better joy. Better pursuit. Better friendship relationship because you have values and growing up i remember my life was transformed in 1996 when the movie space jam came out how many remember i was 11 years old and i remember like it was yesterday watching michael jordan save the planet with his skills i was transformed from that moment on i wanted to be like mike that was my goal. If I could have shaved my head and turned myself black, I would have. But I wanted to be like Mike. I mean, I practiced basketball, and that was like what I wanted from there on. I wanted to play in the NBA. I wanted to play for the Bulls. Hello. Every child that was in the 90s, I believe, wanted to play for the Bulls. And I remembered that, that pursuit because I, I really, I, I had that in my mind now. That is the goal. 
if I can just be like Mike, I will have these skills. I can jump high. You know, I can do the tongue out thing, you know, and slam. How many know MJ? Am I the only one who just, who loved MJ growing up? I love MJ. And I remember that really uh, transformed just like everything that I was doing as a child. And it's so silly now to think back, but I mean, I had all the Michael Jordan cards and the 24 karat gold card that was like the limited edition. I was just, I had it all because I was like, I am MJ. <laughs> I will become MJ. And then I remember getting into later in, uh, you know, as I got a little older, I started working out, started getting into, you know, lifting weights and things. Now you can't tell today because I'm like skinny winny, but there was a time when I had muscles. And so I'd pursue that. I got into like protein shakes and, and just really pursuing that life of being fit and healthy. And it's funny looking back at my life and thinking like all the things that I really pursued, I really went after them with like everything. And it was like a seek first. And if I think back, I'm like, man, yeah, there was a time in my life when I was a kid that basketball was my seek first. You know, there was a time then I moved and it was like, fitness is my seek first. And it didn't matter what happened in my day. As long as I got that thing in, I was good. As long as I got my workout in, as long as I got my, my basketball in, then I'm totally good. And I wonder, you know, how many of us, we ask the question, what are we seeking first? Because it could change for you. There could be a season of your life where you're really pursuing school. And so school is like everything. When I ask you how you are, your first response is, my school is good. Because that's just what season you're in. Maybe some of you are preparing to be married. Hello, some of you in this room, you're getting ready for the big day. Come on, Mike and Nancy, let's go. I'm talking to you today. And just like, that is just everything. I mean, it's like, it's all about the wedding. It's all about the venue. It's all about what you're doing. Some of you, are, maybe you're coming into, you know, being a parent, and, and you remember those days when we first had kids, and it was like all about it. We had every book known to man about how to parent. We're looking up every, you know, I mean, I don't know what there much was of Google and all the searching, but, you know, we, we were looking up everything we could, taking out every person that we could to ask them, hey, how do we do this thing? It's the seek first. And I remember the time when, in my life when I was at a youth camp and we were at a revival. And I remember those moments when I met Jesus and I had an encounter with him for the first time. And what used to be a thing that I did on the weekends now became an obsession throughout the week. Because I realized it was a person that I was in relationship with and not just a religion that I was attending I remember those moments as a child just coming into this awareness that God is real. Oh, I was obsessed. I was addicted. I was addicted to the presence. I was addicted to the feeling of Holy Spirit. I was addicted to hearing him speak and feeling the impressions in my spirit. I remember that. And all throughout high school and into college, I just remember that pursuit. Having those morning sessions with God and just saying, God, I want to know you more. In fact, when I was 14 years old, I wrote a song to be on fire. And that, that was literally that, that could in, entitle my entire teen life. It was, Lord, I just want to be on fire. Set me ablaze. It was my seek first. And what we seek first, it gains priority, and it becomes our values and the lens we live life through. You see, what you value drives what you pursue. What you value drives what you pursue. And if you put value on something, 
you'll realize your whole energy, your money, your resources, your time, your talent will all go towards that pursuit because it gives meaning to your life and it gives meaning to your work. It becomes the filter through which you look at everything through. When we seek God's kingdom first, we understand that everything under the sun is for him, is through him, come on, and is found in him. When we seek God first, I, I remember being with God and just realizing I am nothing. How many have ever been in a season where you realize you are nothing and you can't change a thing? I remember coming into that age, and I was talking to my uncle about this because he said there's a moment in a child's life where the innocence is stolen, and you all of a sudden become aware that life's not fair. He said it happens in everybody's life, some really young, if they've been through like a traumatic thing or something that is real life and all around them and surrounding. And some of us, it's not until maybe we go to college and you get on your own, you realize, wow, mom and dad paid all the bills, and there's real life. Oh, my word, like, things aren't free, right? And it's just that realization, like, oh, the world isn't unicorn and rainbows. There's stuff that happens that's not right. It's not fair. And when you're in that space, you can be in that space with God and, and, and realize that there are things that we seek and go after. But when we seek God's kingdom first, we understand that in that space of not being able to control, not doing anything, we understand that everything is for him, through him and found in him. It's for him. Life is for him. Life is through him. I mean, when you have Christ, you realize that he's working through you. I mean, when you come into Christ and the beautiful moment when you get saved and it's just like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the salvation for me. And then the moment of maturity comes when you realize, oh, it's not about me. It's about love through me. And then you realize, okay, I can't do this on my own. There's not enough I can say or do to make people feel loved or feel accepted because, you know, other humans have hurt and all this stuff. And so then you realize, wow, Christ through me becomes the better. He said, what are you seeking first? Because it's in that seeking that you find. It's in what you value that you start pursuing, and that becomes your end game, your end result, what you're going after. What I want to challenge us today, church, is in a space where we can ask ourselves the hard questions of saying, hey, is there anything that we're seeking first before God? Is there anything that we placed in the way of Him moving in our life and pursuing us as His children? Do you understand our identity? Do you understand who we are? And we come into this knowing. You know, our family has values. Me and Ashley, when we first had kids, we started talking about the values that I was raised in with the Hollises and then what she was raised in with the Krylings. And I remember coming to the table and just talking about these things were important to me. And I would love to, like, keep these things going. And then Ashley on the other side would say, well, yeah, I love that. Uh, maybe not this part, but let's, let's see, because my family had this going on. She'd bring that to the table, and I'd be like, oh my goodness, that's a really good idea. Now this part, I don't understand that. Let's talk through that. Maybe we can come to a compromise on that part, right? And it was just that coming together and saying, what values, because we understood that values control the pursuit of the home. And values control the pursuit of your life. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if, if growing up, you know, money was like God in your home, 
and it was like you have to go to work you have to do this because money and you don't if you don't have this and it's almost this like scarcity mindset where you're always living for the next dollar and you never want to go without and so you live just like for the next moment and maybe you grew up in that and so all of a sudden now the value becomes work the value becomes what you're bringing home the value becomes and that's not wrong it's just values and you have to realize that that what values are steer your pursuit they steer the way that you're pursuing and the way that you're going after but some of the values that we talk through and i want to share these with you today just because these are some of the things that have steered our home i want to give you some just like practicals of our home uh, when we had kids you know we, we talked about you know how are we shaping life in the hollis home according to what we're gonna seek first right and so the first value that we put in place is our value of our faith in God and a relationship with Jesus first. That was priority over all other things. And we, we decided as a family, and listen, we grew up in church, and it was one of the things that was very important to us, but we understood that it was more than just like church. It was more than just, you know, a, a religion thing. But this was a relationship that had kept me through everything in my life. And now I'm pursuing what God called me to. And Ashley uh, understood that she couldn't get through all the stuff. And she shared last week, wow, what a powerful message last week. Uh, and getting transparent, just getting in your world. Oh, I loved it. I was like, Ash, wow, I found out things that Sunday. It was so good. But she realizes that she couldn't have made th it through that without a relationship with Jesus. And so one of the core values of our home is we will always prioritize God. We will always prioritize relationship with him my kids will always wake up or come in to daddy reading the word to me pursuing god there's been times where zion and they will walk in and i'm sobbing like a baby yo i sob when it comes to jesus because i just love him so much and when his presence comes in forget about it forget about it i can't even get words out even today i'm just worshiping I'm like ah, i was just sobbing because as soon as he comes in i'm like god you're so but we decided that our relationship with Jesus is going to be priority. And there's going to be times we're going to say, hey, kids, not right now. Daddy and Mommy need to pursue Jesus. We're in a time with God right now. We need to read our word. We need to dive in. And I wonder what, you know, maybe in your life, what does that look like to be a priority in your life? I was saying, hey, my relationship with God is number one. That's my first value. And whatever it takes to make sure that that thing stays strong because let me tell you, without that thing in place, everything else falls apart. Everything else is shaky ground. The Bible says it. He says all kingdoms are shakable except for his. We've been given an unshakable kingdom. And so we decided that, hey, our home's going to be built on the unshakable kingdom. That's a value for us. Next value is relationship with one another. Now, we're a very relational family. We love to do things together. We love to do trips together, go skiing together, learn new things together, set goals together, celebrate together. Like, we just love to be together. And you can tell by my kids, because, like, there'll be times where, you know, we'll have, Daddy will have to go away for the film. They're like, you're leaving? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm a dad. I work. I, you know, sometimes you got to go away to, like, work. You know, you just can't do it all from home. And it's just so funny because you can tell they were just raised in a home. We're like, we love life together, and we love that. And that's a value for us is to make sure that relationship is our song. It, a relationship is our space. We want to dive deep, know how you're doing. Another value is celebration. 
Now, Ashley definitely brought this to the space. I love it so much, but she celebrates everything. I mean, she celebrates when we lose a tooth, you know, when the kids are do anything first, it's a celebration. When we go into a new uh, state, we find a new coffee shop, we're celebrating. I mean, it's just like celebration. But everything's a celebration, and I love it. But that's a value for us. Because how many know there are seasons where it's hard to find things to celebrate? Come on, let's just be real. There are some hard seasons where you are praying through what you prayed for. Because you prayed for blessing. You didn't know it ended with 80 hours of work that week, right? You prayed for blessing and you realize, oh, this is sleepless nights I prayed for. I get it. I get it. Come on, can I get an amen? amen? And those are the moments where we chose as a value, we will celebrate. Hey, we're going to choose to celebrate. And that value drove our pursuit. So now every time that something comes up, we're looking at each other, we're like, you want to cry too? Okay, let's choose to celebrate. So we're like, hey kids, come on in here. I mean, there's so many moments that Ashley has done this so well. I'll just let you into our home for a minute. Where I'll be like a little defeated and be like, yo, what's going on this season? And we'll be looking at each other like, this is stressful. And she'll say, hey kids, get in here. I'm like, what? The kids come in. Hey, we have been doing so good as a family. I just want to celebrate the fact that you guys have had great attitudes in the midst of this crazy week. In fact, tonight, we're getting ice cream. Everybody, ah, ice cream. I'm like, yeah, ice cream, let's go. And we celebrate and turn them in. Why? It's a value. It's a value. It's something we seek first. We're like, you know what? Everything could fall apart, but we choose to stay in this space. And the last value, well, we have a, a bunch of values, but here's just the, the four that I want to give you today. A value of a life of generosity. That's a value for our home because, number one, we were raised in it. I remember watching my parents give away so much money and so many things. I mean, it was just like we weren't attached to anything. It's like as soon as we had money in our hands, we were looking for an opportunity to give it away. And it was great. And I watched that. And I watched that as a model. And I was like, I want that. And Ashley had the same thing in her family. Her dad would empty the bank account at the end of the year and give it to missions. I mean, just wild generosity. Crazy generosity. And so we said, hey, in our home, we want that to be a value. And even when we came into the city, we were like, hey, we don't have a paycheck for a little bit here, but we are not going to get away from that value. That is going to drive our pursuit because we want to be generous. So I have to ask you today, what are your values? What are the things that are important to you that they are the filters and that drive your pursuit, that steer the way that you go after? Because let me tell you, that's the secret of better over busy is that you know your values, you know what you stand on, and the season may change, and it will, my friend. A life with Jesus doesn't mean a life that is easy. In fact, the Bible actually promises the opposite. It says that this world will hate you because they hated me first. So if you feel that resistance, guess what? You're doing things right. But there's a space where we have to realize that we are in this thing. When we hold his values, life isn't just unicorns and rainbows, but life is better because it's a place of being fulfilled and knowing who you are, knowing what you stand on, and not compromising. Because when something comes in that's against our value, when negativity comes into our home, and maybe you've been a part of that conversation, where we'll pull you aside and be like, hey, listen, in this house, we celebrate. In this house, we protect our culture. In this home, man, we stand upon generosity. We will not live in that mindset of scarcity, not live in that mindset of what if, yeah, there will be the questions of what if, 
but our values drive us. Look in Ecclesiastes. I love this scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 9. The great words of Solomon. It says, what do workers gain from all their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Everybody come, let's lean into that for a moment because I love this scripture in verse 14. It says, I know, come on, say, I know. You got to get this in your knower. Do you know where your knower is? It's deep inside. They haven't found it yet. It's, it's a knower. It's like inside your body. But it says, I know, come on, say it like you mean it. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Come on, that is a statement you got to capture and get because when we put our seeking into God, everything he does lasts forever. This is how I think about it today. I told Sean I'm being a cable man, I'm coming his way. Sean works for Comcast and he rocks it out. But I got my cat six here. And I think about it like this is, you know, this is our life if you think about it. And this is, how many feet is this? This is a lot of feet. Do you know how many feet that is, Sean? Probably a thousand, right? A lot of feet. I mean, look at all this. Just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And so you have all this a part of your life. This is everything, man. Now the thing is, though, all you can see here on earth is this little white area right here. And this represents the 80 to 100, maybe 110 if you're on the milk jug later. You know, you treat yourself real good, drink a lot of, maybe drink a lot of milk. This is the life we live on earth. And to put it in perspective, when we die, we go into eternity, which is everything. And you realize, when you see it like this, you realize earth is just a dress rehearsal for heaven. That's all it is. All we're here to do is to practice what we're going to be doing for eternity. All we're doing here on earth is to prepare for eternity. And yet we get so fixated and worried about the little 80 years that we're here on earth. And this is why it's so important that we have the right values and the right seeking is because it all matters, right? It all matters. And this is why we're so, uh, so energetic and this is why we create, this is why we work really hard to reach people for Jesus because this is all the world wants you to see. This is all the enemy wants you to see. Like this is what it's all about. YOLO, man, only live once. Do it all. Do everything you can because this is your only life. And we're here to scream from the mountaintops. No, it's not. Actually, this is just a minor detail in the midst of what God has prepared for you. Because Jesus said, I'm leaving, but I'm preparing a place for you. A place where you're going to spend eternity with me. Come on, anybody excited for heaven someday? To run those streets of gold? Come on, to, to see the mansion that he's preparing for us? 
I am so looking forward. But, but Ecclesiastes said, listen, all of this work, all of this stuff we're doing with this little insignificant life, it's all meaningless. Unless we realize that God put eternity in our hearts. God put this space of eternity in us. Every human being has it. The, the problem is that most people haven't found it yet. They haven't found what it means or what it looks like. And they have this, this, this thought or this idea. But let me ask you today, is what you're seeking, does it really matter? Is it building eternity? Because all of this is to build eternity. Everything we do here on earth is to build eternity. Everything we do with each other is to build eternity. That's why it's so important. We have core values in this house and change. And, and one of them is relationship over regimen. It's people matter over performance. Right? It's souls are the goal. Relationship. And we saw Jesus do this all throughout his ministry. Is that the people were the most important. And so that's why it's so important. Even today we're having our groups showcase and there are opportunities to come into circles. We believe that is so crucial. Why? Because that's the place where you grow. It's the place where you process. It's the place you can bring all these crazy uh, questions and ideas. Because nothing's off limits in the circle. That's why we, we do say here, circle's not rows. It's the way we do life. We do life in circles when we're with each other, heart to heart, asking big things. And that's why outreach is so important to us. Because if we touch one child, if we touch one person with the love of the Father, we touch them not only for this little insignificant time, we touch them for eternity. It's the majority of life. One of the other values for this house is vision over visible. Vision over visible. And what that simply means is to keep the big picture over the small picture of now. The big picture of tomorrow over the little picture of today. Because today there would be things that we could make decisions on and it would be a good idea. But we will always keep city transformation as the end goal. We will always keep unity as the mission. We will always keep love as the only response we ever give to anything that demands a statement. We'll always pursue it in love. Why? Because we're building eternity. Come on, somebody. How many want to build eternity with your life? And this is why it's so important that we get values. It's why it's so important that you ask yourself, what am I seeking first? Because when we seek the kingdom of God, all the things come with it. But then you live to build eternity. What really matters is to build eternity. I want to end with this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It says, so fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. So there are three things I want you to pray over. Being a part of this church, maybe it's your first time today. You're thinking about connecting to the community, but I want you to pray over three things in your walk with Christ and in this season. Three things that I believe that God can show you how to step into a place where He loves you, you are consumed with who He is, and therefore you produce better. You live 
better. You feel better. It's a, it's a place where you come out of a, a space where you're flowing in the presence of God and not in the, the works of God. Does that make sense? You're not coming out of the struggle of keeping it alive, coming out of the fire of God in your life. So I want to pray over three things. Number one, ask this question. How am I helping to build this house? I want to ask you that question because I believe that God has a specific purpose for you. I believe that God has a purpose for your life that's so much grander than what you can really comprehend. And so we're asking you to self the question, hey, as we are growing the family, as more people are coming in, as we're pursuing God's call for this house, what is your part? Where part do you want to play? How will God use you to build eternity? That we can look at every individual and say, listen, there's so much more that God has for you. How is God going to use you to build eternity? Number two, what is God calling you to give in this season? You know, we're gearing up for our year-end offering. And we believe every year we do this, we pray over what God wants us to give to sow into what he wants us to do in the year to come. And we're, we're gearing up. We're already starting to pray in our house. God, what do you want us to give? How do you want us to, to be generous? Because we understand this. What you sow, you shall also. Somebody help me. That's right. What you sow, you shall also reap. And so we're praying, God, how can we be a part of what you're doing? How can we resource it? And maybe for you, you need to pray and, and ask God. What does he want you to do? How does he want you to get involved? Because remember, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so we got to put our treasure where we want our heart to be. Amen? The third thing I want you to pray over is this. What changes do I need to make in my schedule, in my habits, and actions to step into a life that builds eternity? This is the real question, right? This is where the, the rubber meets the road. It's saying, God, is there anything in me that is actually distracting me? Is there anything in my schedule that I look at as better, right? Because I'm like, God, it's your kingdom. God, it's all about you. It's, everything's for you, God. But maybe the Holy Spirit wants to actually direct you and say, hey, that thing needs to shift. Maybe you need to take that off your schedule so that you can put more energy into serving, into relationships, into pursuing me. So ask God, what changes do I need to make? How many know this is an individual God that we're talking to? And so he speaks to you because he wants to speak to me. He speaks to me because he wants to speak to you. And as we all get better, we better the body of Christ. How many believe in the church? I believe it's the hope of the world. I believe that we are the hope of the world because we carry the answer to the world's issues. We carry the light to the darkest spaces. God has us here for a reason, to hold up eternity and say, we are building something better with our work, with our pursuit, with our life calling, with the way we build relationships, with the way we do groups, with the way we love each other, the way we pour into the next generation and we shape it, the way we get behind takeover and the after school program, the way we do these things matter because we're building eternity. And I have to ask you today, my friend, I don't know where you are on the rectus scale of having Jesus a part of your life today, but I want to ask you, who will you seek first? Will you make him your first priority? Will you come into a place where he is number one? 
and coming to a space to say, how, Lord, do you want me to step in to build the kingdom? I want everybody to stand all across this room. I want to take a moment today just to respond to what the Spirit is speaking. Because we believe that this is an incredible season of grace and mercy, and God wants to show grace to as many people as He can. God wants all to not perish. And so we have, uh, we have this, this place where we want to carry His heart. And I want to pray today for us that want to hold eternity in our hands. Because this is what it looks like, doesn't it? It's holding it up, realizing every day, I'm holding more than just my life. I'm holding eternity. And eternity is at stake. And therefore, all my values have to be, have to be pursuing this thing. I have to be seeking first the kingdom of God because that's what it's all about. And if you today, my friend, if you're in this space, if you're watching online and you say, Elijah, I want to hold eternity, would you just raise up your hand and say, Lord, I surrender my life right now to you. And I want to be a carrier. I want to be a builder of eternity. Lord, right now, I just pray that you would break our hearts for what breaks yours. I pray that you would pursue us, Lord God, that you've already been going after our hearts, after who we are. And today, God, I pray you would meet us where we are. God, show us. Show us how to dive in to your calling. Show us how to dive into relationship with you that makes our pursuit better. It makes our life more fulfilled. It makes what we're doing sustainable. It makes what we're building something that lasts God, we want to build eternity. I want to pray today right now that God would show you who in your network, who in your life does God want you to reach, to love, to pursue. And I believe, my friend, that as you pursue God in that space of seeking Him first, of putting priority on your relationship with Him, that that love in your heart is going to overflow for your neighbors. The love in your heart is going to overflow for that coworker, and overflow for that child, overflow for that young person, overflow with the love of the Father. I want to pray today, Lord, for our hearts to be broken, for our hearts to be full of love. Can you pray with me just for a hunger? That today as we, as we close this conversation of better over busy, that we step into a life that is better, value-based, pursuing a life of meaning because it holds and builds eternity. I want to pray of you right now. God, I thank you so much for everyone in this room, everybody watching online. And I just pray that our hearts would be on fire for you. I pray for any bondage that the enemy has tried to put on us. I pray for any baggage that maybe we've carried in today, God, baggage of the past, baggage of past relationships, baggage of things that have been spoken over us. And today, I just release freedom in this room because we lean on your word that says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and freedom reigns and we are free indeed. Therefore, nothing holds on to us, nothing. And God, I thank you for that freedom that's reigning in this room. And I pray that as we pursue relationship, as today as we sign up for groups, as today as we pray and lean into generosity, as today as we pursue and look at our values and say, God, show us how to transform. Show us how to move things. Show us how to come into a space where you are number one. God, I pray that in that space, you would break out revival fire in this church. <laughs> that our groups would become groups of fire. 
that we would have so much fire for the lost, so much fire for each other, that we would start to pursue in love, pursue with a radical, a radical pursuit. We create outside the box. We work endless hours. We pursue and strive because we realize that we're not working for this life. We're working to build eternity. And God, we will do anything to step into that life, to step into what you've called us to because we are your sons and daughters. And I just pray over this room, God, you would remind us who we are. And number one, and more importantly, you would remind us whose we are, that you own us, that we're in your hands, that you guard and protect us, that anywhere we go, we go with the love of the Father stamped on us, with the approval of our Father marked on us, that we look with eyes of Jesus at our world. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody said amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.